guitar riff. Drum. Paul McCartney yells, wow! I don't know if that's going to sound good on the mic at all or not. And then he starts singing. You say you want to go to Mordor. Well, you know, we all want to change the world. Welcome to My Seminary Life, a special International Podcast Day bonus episode. You're welcome, everyone who woke up to find this on their feed this morning. And on today's episode, we're not going to talk about International Podcast Day things at all, because I don't know what that means. But instead, we're going to talk about the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the Lord of the Rings. Because why not? Because why not? I uh, I love the Lord of the Rings. I really do. I think most people know that by now. I especially know that because so many people have reached out to me wanting to know what I think of Rings of Power. And at the recording of this episode, I still have not started watching Rings of Power because we don't have Amazon Prime. But we're going to get it next month in order to... Uh, in order to watch the show, and possibly Invincible too, at least. I also think there's a documentary about um, pyramid schemes on there, too, that I want to check out as well, because those are fun. So no, this is not going to be some type of Rings of Power review episode. I did want to talk about some... Just I just wanted to sit back and talk about my love for The Lord of the Rings for... 20 minutes or whatever. Lord of the Rings is great. September is a great time to watch the Lord of the Rings. It's uh, my wife, Claire. She walked down the aisle to Concerning Hobbits, you know, the the Shire song that plays, do, 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 you know, that song. Uh, she walked down the aisle to that. And then during the, uh, any free time when we were just at our house during our honeymoon, we, watched all three lord of the rings films and it's become something that we watch every year together now in the throughout the month of september this is of course the first year cooper was able to enjoy the uh the lord of the rings festivities which means of course at the exact moment when aragorn kick kicks the helmet and starts yelling in the two towers i immediately look at my four-month-old son and tell him now you see cooper you think he's yelling because he's expressing great sorrow over the hobbits, which he is. But in actuality, Viggo Mortensen broke his toe. When, you know, I'm telling this to my four-month-old son who can barely comprehend anything that's going on around him. Besides, when he sees somebody with a beard, he should be happy. So he does like he does like Aragorn then. But it's been an interesting month of Lord of the Rings things going on. Not only is Ring of Powers, Rings of Power taking place and causing all types of, you know, debates, I guess. Uh, Embracer Group, Embracer Group, I believe is their name. Embracer Media, one or the other, who owns THQ Nordic and also Dark Horse Comics, purchased the IP rights to The Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth Media in general the day before Rings of Power dropped, so... Seeing how they own a video game company, a comic book company, and several tabletop gaming companies as well, I imagine 
we got to be getting like some really cool Lord of the Rings related things in the pipeline, or at least Hellboy versus Belrog, because I know at least myself and one other person listening to the show is definitely going to want to read that comic book because that sounds really cool. Hellboy versus a giant fire monster. Yeah, I'll take two of them at least, Mike Magnola, please and thank you. Also, Brewdog out of Ohio released an officially licensed Lord of the Rings IPA for everyone to enjoy. And I'm not I'm not really into IPAs, to tell you the truth. So this just kind of tastes like any other hazy IPA. But it's, you know, you get it for the experience. I would say, I would say maybe a mead would have been more accurate or just like a plain old ale. Like, a, ooh, an amber ale. Ooh, that may have been good. Not an IPA. I think that's what they would have been drinking in the Shire. I don't think they would have been drinking IPAs in the Shire. I think they would have been having, like, you know, ales and lagers and maybe some heavy stouts or mead. I see a lot of mead, especially among the dwarves. I think Gimli would be drinking, drinking mead most of the time. Fermented honey. Yum, yum. But, of course, with... All, Rings of Power coming out. There's been all types of Lord of the Rings articles circulating online. Did you know that Sam is considered by Tolkien to be the hero of the sh- of the of the books? Did you know that? Yes, yes, everybody knows that or should know that. Yes, everybody knows that. I also, but I did come across one article that really caught my attention, and it was about all the attempts that people have made prior to Peter Jackson to make a Lord of the Rings related film series or whatever, and they fell through. Most notably, one of the biggest ones was Disney was pitching hard to do Lord of the Rings. Was pitching hard to do Lord of the Rings for a very long time, but Tolkien always gave him a stiff arm. And this is one of those things where I don't know if this is like internet legend or actually true but the the internet legend the legend is that tolkien continued to stiff arm disney away from doing the lord of the rings because he absolutely could not stand how they did dwarves in snow white and the seven dwarves he hated the depiction of the dwarves and so he (laughs) he refused to do for he refused them to do a lord of the rings adaption which makes me wonder, I think it's 2024 when the live-action Snow White is going to come out. Gal Gadot playing the uh, the Evil Queen. I literally think that's her name. It's the Evil Queen. So we'll see what they do with the dwarves part. Maybe maybe Tolkien won't roll over in his grade, grave this time. We'll find out. But there was one in this list of examples of people, other people trying to make a Lord of the Rings film. There was one that really caught my attention that I just had to do a deeper dive on. And if you caught the references, it was the Beatles. The Beatles, apparently, I never knew this until I started doing this deep dive. Apparently, the Beatles really wanted to do an adaption of The Lord of the Rings. So the Beatles had one more film in their contract to fulfill with United Artists. And it was pitched that they would do the Lord of the Rings. And they 
really liked the idea because they were fans. Go figure. They were big fans of the Lord of the Rings. And so they loved this idea of doing a film adaption themselves. And if you know anything about the Beatles, they're musicians. And if you know anything about their movies, you also know that their movies are musicals and also comedic. And so not much is known about the movie. Okay. It sounds like it was supposed to be one movie. It also sounds like it was supposed to be a comedy musical. Now, for some Lord of the Rings fans listening to the show right now, that probably sounds like a horrible idea. I will say one film to get through all three books. Yeah, you're going to have to gut a lot of things in order to make that work. So that part I'm not too excited about. But the idea that somewhere in the multiverse, this movie exists, you know, on some other earth, this movie was made. That soundtrack had to be killer. That soundtrack would have been amazing. It would have been like the Queen Flash Gordon album. Flash Gordon album or Daft Punk's Tron Legacy soundtrack. Like, it would have been awesome. The Beatles writing these Lord of the Rings songs. Like, the Lord of the Rings soundtrack is already so good as it is that the idea of the greatest rock band of all time sitting down and recording songs for the greatest fantasy tale of all time, it's like a match made in heaven. Would it have been comedic? And would they have had to gut a lot of things? Yes. Basically, what I'm saying is that this could have been the greatest cult classic film of all time. This would have been the greatest cult film of all time. Every Lord of the Rings fan, either guilty pleasure or biggest thing that they hated the most. Like I said, not much else is really known, though, about the movie. It's kind of like the original script to Alan, to, uh, Watchmen by Alan Moore. In the original, original script, he used the Archie Red Circle superheroes, the Shield, the Fly, all these other characters that DC definitely didn't own. And they were like, could you please do something else with this? Not too much else is known other than one movie, comedic, musical. But the Be- but the Beatles were cast, obviously. And that we do know. So here's who each one of the Beatles was cast to play. Paul McCartney as Frodo, John Lennon as Gollum, George Harrison as Gandalf, and Ringo Starr as Samwise Gamgee. So, running that back, Paul McCartney and George Harrison, I definitely could see in their roles. I could see Paul McCartney as Frodo. I think I could enjoy Paul McCartney on my screen that long, you know, like one of the main characters of the thing. And with George Harrison, I definitely think he, he, he looks like a wizard. The guy looks like a fantasy wizard, especially when he's got that, got like the big beard and stuff. So, um, I, I can get, I can definitely see Paul McCartney and George Harrison, in their roles, John Lennon as Gollum Smeagol. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. Now, how a psychedelic Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds influenced 
Lord of the Rings would have done the Gollum Smeagol relationship probably would have been really trippy in the best possible way, as well as Peter Jackson does it in the Lord of the Rings films. I think how I think the idea of them also doing like a trippy psychedelic talk between Smeagol and Gollum would have been interesting. Also how a trippy, how a trippy psychedelic strawberry meadows, um, depiction of the ring's influence on Frodo also. I mean, that, ooh, man. Okay, I'll come back to that because I want to say that I absolutely cannot see Ringo Starr as Samwise Gamgee. I don't know who Ringo Starr should play. Maybe, maybe Mary. Maybe Mary. Mm, Legolos. A character like that. Like a lower B character. I, I, I don't see him as Samwise Gamgee. But what I was going to say was just like there's a lot of metaphors that get read into the ring, obviously. Um, the biggest one, you know, C.S. Lewis addressed this one himself of the fact that a lot of people think that it was supposed to be a representation of the atomic bomb that is incorrect. Um, but the idea of like. An, uh, like I said, a Lucy in the sky with diamonds type of film depicting a ring that you become addicted to and like gives you like certain feelings like oh my gosh that would have been fascinating it would have been fascinating i mean the graphics would have been real cruddy but it would have been fascinating to see how they would have depicted the ring's influence and how possibly like treated it more as a drug rather than a corrupting power. That would have been interesting. There's one other piece of information about this movie. Two more. Two more pieces about this movie that is known. The second, the, the next big part is the director. The director that was being sought to try to make this film happen. Stanley Kubrick. So, in its own world where there is a Stanley Kubrick Lord of the Rings film somewhere in the multiverse. I definitely see it. I, I could see something like that existing again. I'm not sure if I really buy into this idea of a one, one film. And that was one of his reasons for not wanting to do the film is that he wasn't sure not so much if they could do it in one film, but he wasn't sure if they could make, do it justice in 1960, whatever like with the graphics and how bombastic of a film it could be. But I haven't spent a lot of time with Kubrick's films, but I do know that he seems to be in the same conversation as like Quentin Tarantino or Alfred Hitchcock, who does a lot of visual metaphors and visual storytelling. So again, going back to like how he would have used the ring, I think we would have gotten a very tortured soul from Frodo. Not that Elijah Wood doesn't look cruddy by the end of that movie. He looks so miserable and obviously same with Smeagol, but like looking at that and also looking at Smeagol Gollum, like how Kubrick would have depicted like their mindset and the influence of the ring. That would have been a, that would have been a torture case. That would have been a fever dream of how, just from the little bit that I've seen of like a clockwork orange, just like the 
the corrupting power of the ring would have been disturbing. I think the movie would have been more disturbing. And this is the part that I don't see how it would have worked. A world where there is a Beatles Lord of the Rings, fine. Can't be cult classic film all the way. A world where there's a Stanley Kubrick Lord of the Rings film, dark, heavy, but okay. Orcs would have been even somehow grosser, probably. But the two together, those tones just clash so hard. Those tones clash so hard. I don't see how how they could have worked together. I really don't. But obviously this didn't happen, and that was because, go figure, Tolkien wasn't a fan of the Beatles music, which by today's standard means that Tolkien was a bit of a hipster because I know it's cool to not like the Lord. It's cool to not like the Beatles. Fascinating stuff. We could be living in a world where John Lennon was Smeagol. That would have been something. And Stanley Kubrick and Peter Jackson would have had more things in common. Interesting stuff. Well, that's all that I have for today's episode. Basically, I had this idea of making this as a TikTok, but obviously I needed more like, "Mm, what am I at now? 17 minutes. And you can only make TikToks for three minutes long. So I, I, you all just get to hear it this way. Thank you for listening. We'll return to our regularly scheduled seminary related content tomorrow. Tomorrow for the kickoff of Leadership 101, L101, with Me talking to you about how it's not hard being a leader when you got a library card. If that sounds familiar at all. Thanks for listening. Make sure to rate and review the show wherever you're listening to it. Share it with a friend, a really geeky friend who is enjoying Lord of the Rings and needs to know about the fact that we could have gotten a Beatles Lord of the Rings film because everybody needs to know that rate and review head on down to the description of today's episode to find links to all of the important stuff like the msl shop where starting today there is a 50 off sale going on with merch drops all th- starting today and running all throughout october that's the sale new merch drops frequently at least once a week as well You will know when that sale starts when you see a graphic on Facebook and Instagram telling you what the promo code is. This episode came out at 5 in the morning. Obviously, I'm not awake right now to make that promo code. This is pre-recorded. That's how this stuff works. But be on the lookout for that promo code so that way you can buy a new t-shirt or a mug or a pint glass, whatever you need. Chances are there's a phone case. That was Claire's idea. I think that's it for today's episode. Again, the regularly scheduled content all throughout October and into November, Leadership 101. Thanks for for listening. And remember, keep on studying.